You're listening to the Sportology TV podcast where we discuss football, boxing, UFC and so much more. Today, Ali Drew is joined by DJ and presenter Jay Knox to discuss his beloved Crystal Palace, the title race between Manchester City and Manchester United, Liverpool's poor run of form and the topic everyone loves, VAR. And welcome to Box to Box, the football talk show brought to you by Sportology TV with myself, Ali Drew. In part one of this week's episode, we were joined by Sky Sports' Joe Tomlinson, who was talking to us about his beloved Man United and also just letting us know how frustrating it can be to be a Man United fan at times, especially right now. But in part two of this week's episode, I am joined by a DJ, a presenter, an artist manager, property manager, broadcaster, there is nothing that he can't do. He's also the official DJ and presenter for Crystal Palace. Delighted to be joined by Jay Knox. Jay, welcome to the show. How are you? What's happening? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Gosh, you said a lot of stuff there. <laughs> you do a lot of stuff. You do everything. So a lot of stuff. <laughs> How's life treating you? Obviously, some of the stuff you can't do due to sort of the situation we're in at the moment, but how's life in general? Yeah, not bad. Can't complain. Even if I did, it wouldn't change much. But um, yeah, we're, we're ticking over. Obviously, it's been different. No fans in the ground, not being able to DJ for fans before games um, and stuff like that. So missing that, no clubs, no events. So yeah, missing a lot of it, but looking forward to hopefully getting back to all pretty soon. And how did you get into, obviously you, you're a DJ, but how did you get into the sort of presenting and DJing for Crystal Palace? Presumably you've been a lifelong Crystal Palace fan. Yeah, I have. Um, Box Park. I'm a resident DJ uh, at Box Park in Croydon. And Box Park's become like a hub for all things social in Croydon. And um, Crystal Palace linked up with Box Park. I think Box Park started sponsoring some, some of the Palace stuff. And Crystal Palace always do like an end of year thing you um, like in the community it used to be in the shopping center and then with the new relationship with with box park um, they ended up doing it at at box park brought you know first team players down there and I ended up I, I DJed for palace sort of linked up by box park and uh, the relationship kind of grew from there it was very organic very natural they like what they heard and we um, we yeah it just it just it just worked <laughs> Perfect. Well, obviously that's ideal. If you're, you know, a Crystal Palace fan and now you're getting to work with with the club, it's almost like a dream job, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good because, you know, I get to link up with a lot of the 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 fans before the games, which is nice, and create the atmosphere for them as well. Um, it's good because you know the players get a bit of a vibe as well. When I when I run music in the stadium before the games. Um, you know, when the players are warming up, you know, it gives them a little bit of a vibe as well. When I do, when I'm announcing at the ground and, you know, you're talking a little bit, you try and make it a little bit different to to what they might get at other stadiums, you know, very sort of generic. So it's about kind of just adding, being very South London, man, just doing what we do, doing it differently. You know, Palace are the only team um, in the Premier League with cheerleaders, now the only team with with a DJ. Like we're 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 different, you know. We do things different over here. And we do it very South London. So yeah, it's a dream job, but it's 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 a community, it's a family as well, you know. 
Yeah, you do a very good job. Very good job. Yeah, it is weird Thank that you. Crystal Palace are the only are the only team that sort of do that 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 type of thing. It, it is it is the only one. It's not even because it's brilliant, but no one else has sort of jumped on it and thought, oh yeah, we need to be doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shout out Andy P because um, he he came down saw what we we're doing at Palace, and now he DJs at Tottenham. Um, so I know that they've kind of jumped on the wave a Let's little bit. It. <laughs> but it's 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 just about look, it's about creating an atmosphere. If you go to the states, like in basketball and stuff, like they're playing music all the way through, all the way through the games. You know, you see what the Super Bowl do. You know, in American football at halftime. You know, England with football. You know, we're we're a bit more reserved, but we don't have to be. You know, we can be a little bit more. You know, and and South London ain't like being in you know other parts of the country or, or just. When you come to Sellers Park, it's not like going to other stadiums anyway. Like any of the Premier League players, I've interviewed a few, had a chat with like different ones. And when you speak to to different players, they all say, doesn't matter where they're playing, when they come to Sellers Park, it's a different atmosphere because the fans have always brought that energy. So, um, so to be able to do it in other aspects as well, in entertainment, like it just seems natural, but it's good. It's great. Like it's a great energy down there. Well, talking about Crystal Palace season, so obviously it's very different this year. No fans. It's been it's been a difficult season for everyone. But Crystal Palace, they're in 14th place in the table at the moment. Just reflect over the sort of season as a whole, whether at this point in the season, Crystal Palace fans and you know, people, the, the players should be happy with the position that they're in. Well, I think unless you're unless you're at the top, I don't think you can be happy, happy. Like there's always Always space to be a bit happier in it. Um, you know, I, I think we're we're probably, or if you talk to fans generally speaking, we're probably reasonably happy with the fact that you're not, you know, at the bottom of the table fighting, you know, relegation. But I don't really think that's a conversation that we should really be having anymore. I think Palace fans do want a bit more. We want top half of the table, and we want to keep climbing. You know, we want to look at those European players. You know, we want to. That's where where we want to be. So. Should Palace fans be happy? No, I don't think the fans are happy. I don't think the players are happy. I don't think the club itself is is happy with, with where we are. But what I think you find a lot, yeah, is people always talk about Palace in relation to safety, like Palace, and, oh, they're not facing relegation. Is that what? Like, we're in right now, We just, it's just not even in the conversation. It's, it's, it's crazy. So I think... A lot of the time, people say, "Yeah, you should be happy. Like you're mid-table. Like you're not. You're not fighting relegation." But that's not where. That's not how we see ourselves. Maybe four years, five years. I don't know how many years ago. But I don't think that's where Palace fans see the team anymore. You know, that's not what it is. So, um, so now I think we all we want a bit more, man. We all want a bit more. The last few games haven't been great. You know, there's been a few sort of losses on the trot for Crystal Palace. Right. Um, sorry to mention it. But their next game against Brighton, I think it is next week. Um, how do you think Palace can sort of get out of the little rut that they're having of, you know, sort of losing streak? The, the sort of key players, just your opinions on the key players. Obviously, Zaha is, is injured. So that is a, a massive a massive key player who they need to learn to play without, I guess. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, I don't think the team have played badly without without Wilf. Um, I don't think it's that, you know, the team fall apart, but we have a, a, an awful record of playing without Wilf. Like, it's it's out there. So I hear you, and, and you're right. We do need to win some games without Wilf. 
Um, but you know, if you if you look at how we actually played, you know, the last couple of games, it wasn't that it was badly. It was you know it was just unfortunate that you know Benteke di- didn't put away a couple of the the, the chances that he had. Um, but how do we get out of it? Um, it's difficult because not only is Wolf um, injured, you've got like Jeffrey Schlupp, I think he's a big part of the team. When you see him play, his strength, the role that he plays, you know, we're missing him. Um, you know, he so so it's not just Wolf, but in terms of getting out of the rut, I think it's nice to see that we've got um, we've got Jean Fleet, uh, Jean Philippe, uh, Matea. So hopefully we'll see some some magic from him. And I think Roy's experimenting a little bit. I don't think there's a there's an actual magical answer. I, I just think we just need to be consistent and keep keep trying. Like don't give up and keep the good energy. But I think what would really help Palace get out of the right is get the get the fans back in the ground because the moment you see the team play, um, you know, with the fans around and and the noise and the support that the fans give the team, I think that would help to bring them out of the right. And if you talk to any of the players as well. Like they'll all say it, like the fans do make such a difference. So that would be the ideal answer. But obviously, you know, you just can't do that. So I ain't got I ain't got an answer, man. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think we've been playing badly. I just think, you know, we just need to keep the positive, positive attitude, really. I think the, the players thrive off of off of vibe and energy. And, you know, if that energy was to go, then then I think, you know, you, you really, you really would see it. But, um, but I think keep a good attitude. They'll be all right, man. And has any players this season really sort of stood out for you who you actually maybe weren't expecting? You know, you, you have the sort of every season you think certain players are you know, key to the team. But has there been any surprises for you? Um, I think I think probably the way that Tyreek Mitchell's come in into the team and just settled. It's like he's been there. Like there's no. There's, yeah, it's just been fine. Like, I think that's been that's been good. Um Wilf has surprised me because I've seen, you know, people talk about, oh, you know, he's not feeling it anymore. This, certainly, but I've seen this season, I've seen a, a Wilfred Zaha that is like the fire in him. It's like it's it's turned up from what I saw last season. So that's kind of you could say that surprised me. That's been 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 great to see. Eze coming into the team and just doing what Eze does, you know, with the the style, the flair. Um, you know, some of the the magic that he's brought to the team, I think has been been brilliant. And I didn't I didn't see that coming. I didn't expect it. I didn't know that was coming. So that was probably that's probably been the nicest surprise, the best surprise that um that that we've we've had, um, to be honest with you. But yeah, apart from that, I can't say that there's anything else really. I, I think Guaita's performance, but again, I can't say it's a surprise because he's been consistently good. Um, I think he's I don't think he gets enough credit because you know we've conceded so so many goals over the over the season. But without Guaita, I think we would have conceded more. So he's definitely been been like up there for me. And people are giving him stick at different points. But if you look at the mistakes that he's made, there ain't many. And if you compare him to other keepers in the in the in the league, the guy's up there, man. So um so yeah, those are probably my highlighted players. Well, we've got to talk about the manager, Roy Hodgson. Obviously, he. I think he's got a year left on his contract. I think that's possibly next season. Um, what's your thoughts on him sort of continuing? You know, what what do you think is going to happen there? There's obviously talk of of some other some other managers. Um, I have seen recently that Sean Dyche has been sort of linked. The media are talking about him. What's your thoughts on on that? Uh, Roy is solid, isn't it? 
Roy is solid. He's been solid. He's been good for us. You know, a lot of people are saying, okay, cool, it's time for a change. And and, and maybe, it, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. Like, you can't look at our team and what we're doing this season and say he's doing a bad job. Like, all too often, um, I think in football generally, people just like very quick to, you know, throw throw criticism. And I get it, because we want to win. Like you said, am, am I happy? No, we want to be better. But I think Roy wants to be better. And when you hear him talk after every single game, the guy is solid. Like he's not, you don't you don't look at him and think, oh, he's, he's lost it. He doesn't know what he's, like, the guy is solid. Do you know what I mean? And I think, I think Roy, for Roy, it's really difficult. Like, I do think it's difficult because I think everybody got onto him last season. Like, and I'm sure the club prob- probably got onto him. Everyone wanted to see us play more attacking football. Roy plays safe, I feel like. Quite defensive. Previously, we haven't conceded as many goals as we have done this season. And I think he's just played it quite safe. And everyone's been onto him. We need to play more attacking. We need to score more goals. Bam. So last game, like, we started with, with Batshuayi on... Um, uh, uh, Benteke and Ayu three strikers on the pitch right previously I don't think you'd have really seen that but I feel like Roy has listened to what everybody wants wants us to play more attacking wants us to score more goals so he's done it but what we've ended up doing is conceding more and the problem is now we're not playing how he necessarily uh, how I feel he wants to play um, because he's kind of doing what everybody else wants him to do a little bit and and now we're like begging for the draws. Like we're like, no, 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 no. So now we're gonna see Roy go back to what he knows, mm-hmm. which is playing a bit safe and um and keeping us there. So yeah, there's loads of stuff in the media about Eddie Howe, um Sean Dyche and stuff. Um I don't I don't I don't know. Like I I think change does bring you know a new energy, a new, a new lease of life. So some change might be good, but I've also seen changes. When you change something that's working, I've seen it go the wrong way and I don't want to go that way. So um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of saying, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Roy ain't doing a bad job. He's not. It feels like, it feels worse than it is right now. What do you make of the whole sort of modern day look at managers? Obviously, you know, there's no talk of him being sacked. It's, it's you know, he, He'll reach the end of his contract. But there is a sort of change around of managers a lot in the modern game, you know, they don't seem to keep managers for long. Gem- you know, most teams don't, and a lot are getting sacked. As soon as there's a few bad performances, there's talk of them getting sacked. We saw Frank Lampard getting sacked. Everyone was talking about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a few few months ago, get rid. You know, what is your sort of take on the fact that managers sort of get the blame and and, and clubs are very quick to, to get rid of them? I don't, like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that fair to be honest, because, <laughs> You, I see strikers put in way poorer performances than I believe managers are putting in. And and no one, like the strikers don't have to go in it. The strikers don't get sacked. So it, I, I, I feel for the managers, man. I do feel for the managers. I feel when when the managers lost lost the dressing room, where, when, the, when you just know the team don't believe in him, don't want him there, he ain't got it. The manager has got to go. For me, that's the point. The manager has got to go. And you got to listen to the team, and you got to feel the team because I feel like it's the same in 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 any job, you know. If you're, you know, I was an estate agent for years as a, as a manager, and and what our director used to say is, if you if you've lost the dressing room, if you've lost your office, your office don't believe in you, your team, your staff don't believe in you, it ain't working. You got to move offices, or you got to go, and and I think that that 
that goes. But if you keep the team motivated, it doesn't matter necessarily if the results are poor for a period because you know what? Form it happens. You know it, it does. It does happen. But it's it's has the manager still got the ear of the players? Can he still motivate the players? And I think that that teams should look and clubs should look more at that than just the results on its own. And I think fans should look more at that than just the results on its own. But they say no, it's hard for fans because we don't hear from the players like that. You know, yeah. we don't. You, it's only rare that you get you know you know players come out saying I'll never play for that manager or you know I don't like that person or whatever. But um, but when managers when managers get a chance and you need a, you need a chance you need time some of these some of these uh, managers don't I don't think don't get the chance they don't get enough time to kind of you know settle in with with, with, with teams stuff doesn't happen overnight but as fans we're impatient in it we want wins we want W's we don't want to take the L's so you get you take a few L's on the row you know you're, you're saying yeah get rid of the manager but it's easy when you're sitting there, sitting at home in an armchair armchair managers isn't it armchair, I, I couldn't think of anything worse than being a football manager I think it's, it must be the most stressful job Ever. And I can't think of one that would be more, that would be more stressful. Awful. And um, we do need to talk about a topic that is probably the biggest talking point of this season, especially, is VAR and the ruling of VAR. Um, pretty much every week, if not most games, we're getting results that are ridiculous from VAR. You know, red cards that shouldn't have been given, penalties, goals disallowed. What is your thoughts on VAR and the ruling around it at the moment? It's like, it's weird, isn't it? You know, sometimes it works for you, sometimes it works against you. And we've kind of come to accept that. But referees' decisions was the same thing. You know, sometimes they go in your favour and sometimes they don't. That VAR, in my opinion, should always send the ref to the, to, to the monitor at the side of the pitch. Like, I don't believe that somebody in some ivory tower is like looking down and saying... No, 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 no. It was a penalty. And then the ref's just got to go with it. I believe yeah. it's the ref's game. It's like, it's the ref's game, isn't it? Like, they let the ref manage the game. Point things out to him. And um, and and I don't think they should be pulling back. You know, I can't remember who Palace were playing. We were playing. And it's like, we've gone off on, a t- on an attack. And they've pulled the game back for some... Oh, I think it caught some... I think it caught um, Ward's hand at some point. You know, and I, I mean, they, I think they've changed things slightly. They might not do that anymore, but there's too much that's been changing. Man, if there's you know, this clear and obvious, the offside thing is awful. That is really, really, really awful. If you've got to draw lines, then no, forget it. You know, you should have to look and, the, you know, the ref needs to look and make a judgment. The lines person needs to look and make a decision. And if you're going to play back the tape, play back the tape and look. But when you're trying to draw, do geometry around, like these, these are referees that they might not have got an A in geometry. So what would you They don't even look, look straight, the lines. They're all over the place. Them lines are mad. Like, forget drawing lines, man. If you've got to draw, who was it? Was pointing where he wanted the ball. And then they, they've, they've, they've called it offside. Like, come on, you've got to be sensible. And that, I think that went in our favour as, as, as a team as Palace. But... You win, you lose. If you're going to use VAR, this is how we got to use it, man. Just stop drawing the lines. Stop trying to do maths and getting too technical with it. And, um, you know, if the ref didn't see something or he didn't have a good view of, of something, play it back for him. But you don't need... And get some players. Get some players in Stockley Park. Get some 
get some some players that actually play the game um, and, and can kind of say, look, like that happens. You know what I'm saying? It's like, can you imagine having having people ruling on driving errors or on Formula One that don't drive? Like, you just, like you're not a driver, so you just don't get it. It just don't make sense half, half, half of this. You need to get some players' opinions in there as well. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that, that the, the player, you know, the sort of real life side of it needs to come into it. You know, a bit of common sense from a player's perspective is is key. Um, looking at the top of the table now, so obviously Man City are top. They're sort of running away with it at the moment. Um, what is your thoughts on on the fact that the title race could be over, really, that, that Man City look like they've sort of got it already? My thoughts are it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> we've seen people throw it away before, you know, like we've seen people throw it away. It's a mad season. Everyone's saying it's a mad season. Yeah, and everything, yeah, um, it's changing all the time, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think, look, we played, Palace played Tottenham um, just before, I think it was one of those few games we were allowed, uh, We were fans were allowed in the ground. I was, I was at the game and um, they were top of the table. Like, and I remember, I can't remember who was interviewed from Tottenham afterwards saying, oh, you know, when, you know, when teams play against us, you know, right now, you know, it's the game of their season because we're top of the league. I'm like, yeah, Tottenham was saying that then. Look how mm. it's changed now, you know, um, you know, eight, ten weeks down the line. So I don't think it's over till it's over, you know. I really, really, really don't. But yeah, you're right. City are looking strong, but I don't, I don't believe it's, it's, it's wrapped yet. I don't. Who do you see is the biggest threat to, to City at the moment? It's mad. Like, I've been screaming United um, from, from end of last season. I've been screaming United look good, United look good, United look good. And then there's times where I thought I'm crazy for saying that or, or to, for have said that they look so good because they really haven't looked good. And then there's times that they come along and they really do look good. You know, um, right now, I, I do think... I think United have just they've got something. They've got Wamba Saka from Palace, but they've got they've got That's the thing they've got. <laughs> taking credit, taking credit. Like they 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 have got something. I can't put my finger on it exactly, but I just feel like they've got something. And um and I and I I just think it, it it's working for them, even though it doesn't look like it's working for them. I'm somebody that will look at stuff and and you know, like I said about about results. Even if you see poor results, I do think they've got something that will work and you know maybe it ain't their season this season maybe it will be next season but I feel like they've got something that that just seems to 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 work and for all the all the grief people are giving Ollie like I do think there's something there it's, it's down to the club whether they give it a chance to actually work or not so who knows but um but yeah I think they're a threat I do think they're a threat do you think that Liverpool have been a, a big disappointment this year? They've had a lot of injury problems, but then I suppose a lot of teams have. But have they have they sort of let themselves down this season based on how amazing... They were never going to repeat last season. It, it was just the chances of that were just ne never going to happen. But do you think that they've they've sort of let themselves down a bit this year? I think they have. I expected more of them. I did expect a bit more of them. And that's going to sound rich after they battered us. <laughs> But you know, but they held a battering as well against Villa. You know, they, like they've they've had they've had their their L's. Like they're a great team, innit? They are a great team. I, I think I I just expected a bit more of them. I feel like they've fallen, you know, quite um, dramatically. I think they've um, you know I don't think anybody expected them to repeat exactly 
what they did. But I think it's a, I think they'll agree it's a poor defense this, this season. It's not what they, it's not what they had in mind. You know, like you would expect them to fall a little bit maybe, but not like this. So, um, so yeah. But it ain't over in it, and you know they go. Everyone goes through, everyone goes through their their little thing, and um, they're going through a little thing at the moment. But you know, I'm sure they'll be back. They're a good team. It happens. It happens. Well, before we finish, Jay, I just want to ask you because we ask all our football media people this: um, who is the greatest player that you have ever seen play live? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest player I've ever seen play live. Oh my goodness. Um, it's mad. I only really, really started going to games put like regularly, um, probably about four years ago. And then it's it's mad. Like I didn't go to any games because I used to I used to have a full-time job and I never used to make any games live. And it's only really like the last the last four seasons I've I've like been at every single palace game. So most of the games I've seen are at Sellers Park and I've Probably, so I'll just be mad biased, but I just think like talent from South London, I'm going to say Wilfred Zaha is just phenomenal, like time and time and time and time again, like he just comes through and um, and yeah, like I said, it might be mad biased, but I do think he is probably the greatest I've seen live, live in the flesh, definitely. Yeah, that's that is a good. Because I haven't been to many games either, but I've I've been to literally a couple that I've happened to see Ronaldo play. One of the games I went to see was United wow. Liverpool, and, you, and so I was like, well, that's easy for me. If anyone was to ask me, it's easy. But I'm just lucky that the one the couple I've been to see he was playing. But thank you so much for your time. It's been great talking to you, and hopefully we can get things back to normal and you can get back with the crowds and hyping all the crowds up before the games. Absolutely. And you'll have to get yourself down to Sellers Park and take in the best, the liveliest, the vibiest atmosphere in a ground in the Premier League, because it is. <laughs> 100% I will. I'll hold you to that. Thank you very much. Love. Great to be joined there by Jay Knox. And we really hope he can get back to doing what he does best and geeing up all those Crystal Palace fans at the games. But guys, stay tuned. We've got loads more coming up. We've got loads of shows planned and big guests who are due to be coming on the show. So please do what you can. Subscribe to the channel, like, share, whatever you can to support us. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next time.